0: Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. And uh, welcome to each and every one of you who have taken time to be part of Muso Church this morning. Uh, you have come on a peculiar Sunday morning. Today is our Vision Sunday uh, where we come together just to share what God has laid in our hearts when uh, uh, we started Musa Church and uh, and where God is leading us as a church such that if you are considering being a part of this church, you would know what you are getting yourself into And those that are already part of this church, they are, they would get a refresher. And sometimes, you know, people, when you are doing a vision Sunday, it may, uh, 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 you know, sound like, ah, I've heard this before. If you have been part of the church for a while, Uh, and uh, next year you are going to say the same because it's not going to change. So for the for as long as I am leader here, and God has graced me to continue. The vision is going to, the vision Sunday will sound the same over and over again. But I hope that as you hear it, it will be a blessing to you. Amen. Amen and amen. And uh, uh, Musa Church was launched on the twenty. Your 21st. No, that's a lie. On the 1st of November, 2020. So last year, November, we were celebrating our... Our third year, and we can only say God has been kind to us. God has been good to us. God has helped us, Bazalani, and we are so grateful for all of His help. This week, I wrote a state as I say the best description to describe me is that I am a man helped by God. There is nothing. There's there's nothing else that can suit me. There's no other title or anything, but for the fact that all oh men. I'm just a guy who is helped by God and man, he is helping me every single day and I am grateful for that. What is vision? Vision is the ability to think about or plan for the future with imagination and and wisdom. David Henry David says, it is not what you look at that matters. It is what you see that matters. I'm reminded of a particular story in the book, in the Bible where God is standing with Ezekiel and is asking him what do you see he does not say what are you looking at because what we are looking at differs primarily and critically from what we see some of us we, we we're limited in our lives because we are not seeing well you need to be able the revelation of God is the ability to see Look at one thing and see something else is the ability to look at. A woman and see a wife and a family out of her is the ability to see a rent and see millions out of it. Vision is the ability to to look at one thing that may look insignificant, and the breath of God inside of you is able to see the future. When we talk about vision, we're talking about God breathing into man or a woman that you are able to see something bigger. And let me tell you when you have godly vision inside of you you might be looking at the same thing with the same people and you might be seeing something totally different. There are people who are looking at the city and they are seeing a people infested with rack abuse but as Musa we are seeing an army of God. There are people who might be looking at the city and seeing girls who are lost, young people who are lost but we are seeing a young people who are on fire for God. Vision is what God breathes into us so that it transforms what we are looking at into seeing the way he sees. Vision is the ability to see how God sees. He says to Ezekiel, what do you, what do you see? Steve Jobs says, if you are looking, if you are working on something exciting that, really, that you really care about, you do not need to be pushed. You are pulled by vision. A vision of God, it wakes you up in the morning the vision of God it, it, it makes you uncomfortable with mediocre the vision of God Basilani, it makes you obsessed when you, are, when you are arrested by a sense of godly vision people are going to start thinking that you are not something is wrong with your head you, you are not making common sense and at that time you need to be able to say I am not going to make common sense because what God has put in me is not common it is godly when you are arrested by a godly vision Something in you is going to break and you are going to start working and functioning at a different realm. The vision of God, it pulls you out in the morning. People will ask, what is wrong with this person? You are always running around. You say, I am burning with the vision of God. You are not sitting down. You are not resting. You are not doing this. He said, there's a vision of God. Every morning it wakes me up. When you have a vision of God, you are not waking up by your alarm. But the vision itself, it wakes you up. And here is the truth. There is no one of us here who does not have a godly vision. God did not create anyone without vision and purpose for their lives. And I'm trusting God that as, as we share what God has done here, something in you will be stirred to go and take steps toward that which God has called you for. Three years ago, we sat in my living room. If you can show that picture. We sat in our living room, me and my wife. With a couple of friends, and I sat "With twelve of them," and I stood in front of them. That's all we had. That, that, you know, that's the famous Roman's pizza that I always tell about. We had six hundred rents in our pocket. We went and bought pizza to feed everyone who was there, and 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 you see, we we had to take our uh, uh, milk and stuff like that just to kind of make it work uh, for the people that had come. And I stood in front of them and I said to them, "Guys, we are not planting a church." We are on a movement to transform this city and impact the rest of the world. It was 12 people, but I was not looking at 12 people. I was looking at an army that can revitalize the city with the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you have vision from God, you are able to look at a small group of people, but see an army in Barcelona, I'm saying to you, today God is saying to you, what are you looking at? Start looking at it the way God sees it. And you are in your workspace and it looks toxic. God says, how are you looking at it? Look at it through the spirit of God not through your own mindset it was 12 of us it looked like we're not going anywhere most of those were young just just young people who are just you know you can see the lady sitting there at the corner she's like what am i doing here you can see her that one there with the you can see she's like why am i here that other one next to her with the brace is like i just want the pizza can i start with the pizza and this was Musa Church. That was Musa Church three years ago. What are, you, what are you looking at? What do you see? I'm asking you this question and go at home and ask yourself the same question. What are you looking at? And what do you see? What, what do you see? Godly vision. It inspires us to see more than what we are looking at. Godly vision. Inspires us to see more than what we are, what we are looking at. When we see problems, when we're looking at problems, we see opportunities. John C. Maxwell says, a great leader's courage to fulfill his vision comes from passion, not from position. So when we started this church, we were driven by a passion for God. We we're driven by a passion for people and we we're driven by a passion to change the world. And I was so crazy about it, that I went and got a tattoo of that, right? I'm not saying you must do that. I'm just telling you the story, my story. So I went and got a tattoo and I put it here on my chest and I said, passion, purpose, people. So it starts with passion and then it's purpose and then it's people. And then as the tattoo artist was busy with the, with the last one, the people, it was painful because it's, uh, yeah, it was painful there. And he says, yeah, it's the people, my brother. It's the people. He says, the people are going to hurt you. It's going to hurt when it gets to people. Oh, and was he right? Their people will hurt you. Because that's the, the nature of vision. It makes you do crazy things. I woke up in the morning and said, I'm, I'm going to get a tattoo. I need, I need a reminder every day when I'm looking at the, at, the, at the mirror to remind myself why we started. Because along the way, sometimes you tend to forget why you started so we had a passion for god a passion for people and a passion for the word for the word of god and the word that god gave us is matthew 16 verses 18 in the message translation the bible says this is the rock on which i will put together my church a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will prevail against it and out of that three things were apparent to us as a church who is the man of this church What is the mental of this church and what is the mission of this church? The Bible says, I will put together my church. Who's talking there? Is Jesus. So who is the man of this church? Is Jesus. Who is the builder of this church? It is Jesus. Who is the owner of this church? Is If there is a man of God in this church, it is Jesus. There's no other man of God but Jesus. If there's a creator, if there's a church planter, if there is a foundation, if there's an owner of this church, it is Jesus. It will remain like that. The day this church becomes my own, then you know that it's no longer the church of Jesus Christ. We are here without a doubt that the builder... The owner and the CEO, the founder and the foundation of this church is Jesus Christ. And that will not change. If it changes, leave this church. I'm giving you permission right now. The day it changes where now I replace Jesus as the founder of this church. Find there's two exits. There's another one you can find a window as well. And what is our mental as a church? Mental simply means anointing. Our mental is that we are an expansive church. So, Pastor you know, there's, there's people that I sit with and they say to me, i hey, as Muso, you guys are doing too much. You're like, of course, we are an expansive church. It was a DNA that was given to us by God. We are doing too much. We have not even the surface, we believe that God has called us to do big things and Bazalani, we are going to do big things if you are part of Musa Church you must know that today we are going to do big things and when you are still breathing we say okay next we go to the next thing and we do that big thing and when you are still breathing we are like next we go, Red Muso Church we will rest when we get to heaven it's, it's not you know there's people who come to Musa Church and then they are like you know it's so loud can they sometimes just reduce the volume? It's not gonna happen. <laughs> yes. We are very much aware of it. We're not confused. You know, na who, baruti who talk is fine. I can give you addresses. There are, there are many. Here. Yeah. Ah. Once more, he's gonna laugh. It's going to, it's not going to stop. It, it, it's not, you see this rust that he's making here. It is our DNA, Bazelon. That is what we believe God has called us. To a point where there was a bit of confusion in the beginning. The name of the church was Expansive Life Church. That's who we were. That was the name of the church. Until I was like, maybe... Maybe not. Maybe let's let's reverse and not call it expansive life church. But because it's our DNA, it's who we are. We believe in doing things big for the kingdom of God. And then one day I was driving from Senten and on my way home, uh uh uh, 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 So so this is what happened. It was expansive life church, and I was like, you know what? My challenge is that every urban church that is being planted now the name is in english i'm like what would happen if we find something that is local that represent who we are as a people and what was inspiring that was that at the time wakanda was a thing and Matosa was big and and i was just seeing how all the other industries were exporting local culture and we as a church we are still importing church culture And I was like, is it it possible that we can create something that the locals can be inspired by, but the international community can, no, the locals can identify with and the international community can be inspired by. So now, but the problem with our language is that they are, in English it can be one word, in our language it's a paragraph so now to find a suitable name becomes a challenge right and and then we're thinking we're thinking we're thinking one day i was on my way from a conference and i'm driving and on impact radio there's a song by we will worship playing muso and i was like this is the one this is it and then i called langa i said langa listen are you guys did you copyright this is no there's no copyright i'm like it's muso church and that was it i know those that are spiritual just got disappointed because you were hoping that i went to the mountain and i fasted for 7 days and uh, the lord revealed to me and uh, there was something inside and i heard the lord say moo moo and then i was like god what is that what are you saying no but i was driving i was on from i was from a conference and i was like i heard a song i was like this is the one then i called langa langa i was like yeah man why didn't i think of that first that's a cool name i was like cool and then Pule, because Pilo is, is a close friend of mine, I called him. He's the first guy I called when these things happened. I know I stopped. I don't call him anymore. He used to be the guy I called first. The reason I don't call him, I called him, hey man, you know what? I think I have a new name. Say Musa Church. And he was like, okay. <laughs> like, that's Pule. is like that. Is, that's all you're going to get. Like, it's just, it's just going to be like that. He's excited, but that's, that's it. It's just like, zh- it's like if guys in the church, if if I want excitement, if I want someone who will excite, is this one? This one is always excited. <laughs> once more, once more. Even if I say anything, you're like, ah yeah yeah yeah. Pule is like, okay sharp. I'm like ah yeah. You know what? You must know your people, yeah. You must know who is who in the zoo. So that that is that is, that is the mental that we believe God has given us to be an expansive church and what is the mission and the bible says and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it so the mission is winning souls and igniting calling because we believe that there's a lot of people who are locked up in hell they themselves are locked up in hell and some their callings are locked up in hell and what we want to do is to ignite them out of hell. The Bible says, you are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And as a church, that's what we want to do. We want to call people out of darkness into his marvelous light. We want to call people out of stagnation into life. And and, and, and now, the, the scripture that, that the church is founded on is Matthew 18. In Matthew 18, God is having, not God, Jesus Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's having a conversation with Peter and he's about to give Peter vision. He's about to inspire Peter with vision. This is where he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. So he's about to inspire him with vision. But before he inspires him with vision, he says to Peter, what do people say the son of man is? Or who do people say the son of man is? That's the first question. The second question, he says, but then who do you say I am? And those two questions, Barcelona, there are two important prerequisite questions that we need to ask before we can engage vision. Because what Jesus is literally asking here once more, he says, before you go and inspire people with vision, do you know what the community is saying? What, What question does your vision answer? Because some of us, we are not making a difference in the world because we are answering questions no one is asking. We are creating products no one needs. We are creating, you will wake up in the morning and say, this product is an amazing product. It might be an amazing product, but do people need it? That's why Jesus asked Peter, what do people say? Vision must be driven by an understanding of the needs of the people you are trying to reach. Otherwise, you're going to have a vision that just doesn't go anywhere. Businesses that thrive, they thrive because they are meeting a need. They are meeting a need. not just, you know, you'll see people starting a business, and then they say, "No, I'm passionate about this, and da, 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 I'm like, it's fine. I understand the passion, but what question are you answering? What question is your vision answering? What is the need? Peter, Jesus asked him, what is the need? We as a church, we want to answer two questions. We want to answer the question of who am I and why am I here? We want people to, we want to help people discover who they are and why they exist. It is found also in our our vision. And we want people, so it's an issue of identity and calling. Those are the two things that are important to us. Identity and calling. That's what we believe God has called us to. We want people to find their identity in Christ and their calling to impact the world. Our identity is found in our freedom in Jesus Christ. And we want to everyone who comes into this church to live there, knowing their identity in Christ. We want them to know Romans 15 verse 7 which says you are accepted. We want them to know John 15 verses 16 which says you are chosen. We want them to know Galatians 4 verse 7 which says you are free. We want them to know 1 John 1 9 which says you are forgiven. We want them to know 2 Corinthians 5 17 that says you are a new person we want them to know first uh, john 1 12 that says you are a child of god we want them to know genesis 127 that says you are made in the image of god we want everyone who comes to musa church to know first corinthians 3 uh, 23 that says you belong to jesus we want everyone who comes to musa church to know who they are in jesus christ because the genesis of most of our problems Bazalani, is that we don't know who we are We don't know who we are. And because we don't know who we are, we get depressed by seeing people who are new know who they are. When we are seeing people living their lives, we are going around copying what other people are doing and hoping that it will work for us because we do not know who we are. And at the end of the day, you don't know who you are because you are a version of this one and a version of this one and a version of this one. You are a... We like what? Yeah, who are you? you? You don't know yourself because you have attached yourself to anything that was trendy at the moment. Anything that was trendy at the moment you, you took it. You know, once more, God called him to be a worshiper, right? He's worshiping, and then he's seeing. Oh no, all the people who are worshippers now they are planting churches. I, mean again. So once he said, "I feel." You know when someone is about to, to talk to you. you know, I, I, sense, I sense a call of God upon my life. <laughs> you see, Man what, are you hungry? Why are you, why are you talking like that? What's wrong? Baszalon, when we know ourselves, we are able to look at someone doing something exciting, we clap for them, and we stick to what God has called us for. We stick to it. The one thing that I get on a weekly basis is how I should run Musa Church. I get advice all the time. After, after we did Jesus to the city, ha, we are playing. Next year we must take it to the, to the stadium. Yeah. So in stadium. stadium. <laughs> For eating? Why? Why? But, but that's the nature of people and they are, not, they, don't, they are not malicious. They just want to contribute. The problem is... A kitchen that has too many cooks makes a mess. You need to know who you are in God so that you can stick to the vision that God has given you. Even when something else is more exciting. Stick to it. Work it. Keep on going. God has anointed you for it. So that's the first thing. We want to help people to understand who they are. The second thing, we want to help people understand why are they here. You, you, you can't just exist, Bazalan. I am convinced without a shadow of doubt that God did not create anyone without vision, without purpose, without meaning. All of us were created with something. Listen to what the Bible says. Second Corinthians 6 verses 11 to 13. The Bible says, dear, dear Corinthians. In this case, I'm going to say, dear, dear Musa Church. I cannot tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open uh, uh, spacious life. We did not fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you are living them in a small way. I speak to you as plainly as I can with great affection. Open your lives. Live openly and expansively. But none of you here has a small life. If you are feeling small, that smallness does not come from God. That smallness does not come from me. That smallness comes from within you and the lies that you have believed from this world. All of us, we are called to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. And we need as a church to ignite that sense of expansive life inside of you. No one was called for a small life. And because now we, are, we, we, we have found things as Christians, we have found ways of, of hiding our mediocre. You would find that we say, we say, why are you not living the life that God has called you to live? You say, no, God is still hiding me. <laughs> hiding you from what? Because we have found ways, Bazaran. We have found ways to, to, to justify our smallness no you know now god has just called me to just to just be what where when did he say that show us evidence because we can show you evidence where he said to you be fruitful we can show you evidence where he didn't say add he says multiply we can show you evidence where he says subdue the world we can show you evidence. That way he says, I have given you life, life in abundance. Life that is overflowing. We can show you evidence. Where he says, go ye unto the whole world. We can show you evidence of the scope upon your life. We can show you evidence. Show us the evidence where the Bible says he's hiding you. No, you know, God now has just called me to, to impact these three people. Don't do that. Matthew, there's a lot of people asking, why am I here? Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16 says, let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be a salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. What well, is one scope? Earth. Not tuck shop, classroom, small corner. Bright in the corner, where I stop. What corner? What corner? Where? We're not bright in the corner. We're brightening in the whole world. That's what we have come here to do. We're impacting the whole world. I understand the the sentiments behind the song, but sometimes it's limiting in our mindset. And that's why we think, ah, you know, as long as ah, bright in the corner, where you are. Okay, oh, it's fine. Bright in the corner. Just make it a big corner. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste your goodness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. It's not me, it's the scripture. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be be light, bringing out God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, do you think I'm going to hide you under the bucket? Do you? I am putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you on a hilltop, on the light stand, shine. Shine. Who, 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 are there people who are called for this scripture and others are not? No. All of us are called to shine our light and be on a hilltop. Shine that light. And that is what we call, that's what we are called for as a church. Bazaran, me, it's it's a good thing you have not had a one-on-one with me. After my one-on-one with you, you will feel like you need to go and do something with your life. Me, I will challenge you. I don't, I don't, guys, if if you want someone who's going to say to you, oh, you know what? I understand. You know, God is still working, you know, and I give you a hug. Find someone else. Don't come to me. Me, don't, don't come to me. I'll refer you to my wife and say, I'm going to talk to you. When I'm done, you can go to my wife. She'll give you a hug. Me, I don't have time for that. I need us to work. I need us to do things. Because the courage you are looking for, you are going to get it as you are waking. The confidence you are looking for, you are going to get it as you are working. The confidence we have today, we got it while we were working with the 12. We do not just, we don't, we didn't ask God to give us the confidence. And then we start, there's, there's a guy called Chofani here. He, come, he came to me and said, Muruti, tell me, when did you get over the fear of failing so that you can start Musa Church? I'm like, you're making very big assumptions. You're assuming that I got over the fear, my brother. There are days every Sunday I come here, I'm tata zeling, but I come. Because fear or not, we are going forward. There's a, the calling is there whether you are afraid or not. And you can even ask the people who are doing it at the greatest level. There's no one who doesn't have insecurities and fears. We have. But we have to show up. I mean, what's going to happen? We're like, ah, oh, we'll see. Can I tell you something, Karabo? I'm not afraid of failing. Me. No worries. Failure does not scare me. Not one bit. What I'm more afraid of is to live my life and realize at the end that I missed out on what God called me to do. That is my deepest fear. Failure? Ah. Hey, we fail. Tinter dust. We move on. We move forward. Amen. So now, so that's, that's the thing. The first thing you must be able to ask yourself this question. What question is my vision answering? That's why Jesus says, what are people saying about me? You must have an understanding of the environment you are operating in. It's not enough that you are saying, I'm coming in with anointing. It's fine, come in with the anointing, but also have insight and understanding. Can't can't just come in there with anointing without having... That's why Moses had to send spies to go and spy the land. To understand what is happening in in the promised land. And then after Jesus asked him, what are people saying? He says to him, what... Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And Peter says, You are Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. What is going to sustain us while we are engaging a godly vision is our understanding of God. It is that that is going to, because a great vision is going to test you greatly. A great vision, Bazalan. I will promise you, hey, I want you to say, ah, it comes from God. And you think it's going to be nice. It's going to test you. It is going to be important that you know your God. Because money is going to run out people are going to leave, doors are going to be shut, people are going to betray you, things are not going to work, you are going to meet failure along the way, things are going to be upside down but because you know your God, you will be able to stand up every time that thing happens, you will be able to hold on, you will be able to keep taking steps, why? Not because you are confident in how things are going to turn around but your confidence is in the God that you know That's what Daniel says. In Daniel 11, verses 32, he says, But the people that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. When you know your God. There are times where we came to this church, me and my wife, and preached. God is going to do it for you. It's going to come. Wow, 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 wow. Then we were still at the hotel there. And when we left, the car was, the petrol light was flashing. And we had hundred rands in our pocket. And we went to pick and pay. Bought full chicken, roast, whatever. We're like, okay, we're going to eat now, evening, and tomorrow morning. And then we'll see what will happen after that. There times when Mali was sick. And our medical aids ran out. And I said to my wife, I'm coming. I'm going to make a plan. I don't even know where I'm going. But the Sunday... I have to come and preach. Sunday, I need to come here and tell you how loving God is. At the time, we have nothing. And it's tough. But in that moment, we're like, we are know our God. We know who he is. And that's what we are holding on to. But if you're going to pursue a godly vision, make sure that before you move, you know who your God is. You have conviction about who your God is because it is going to test you. And when it is testing you, you need to be able to stand on your knowledge of who your God is. On the knowledge of, yeah, I can tell you stories for days. I can tell you stories for days. <laughs> you see, if this woman did not leave me, she's never gonna leave. She's never worried. The stuff that we had to go through and endure to be able to build this church. But it's a godly vision and God has called us. I mean, what, what must we do? It is what it is. It is don't feel sorry for us. We, we, God called us, we responded. Agree we responded. No one forced us. Aye, aye, Baba. You don't have food, it's fine. Pray, fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, while you don't have food, Fast. You are a man of God anyway, you must you must, fast, must fast and pray. So the, the, this, our strength comes from our knowledge of God, especially if we're going to pursue a godly vision. And then Jesus says to Peter, Jesus came back and said, God bless you, Simon, son of John. You did not get this answer out of a book or from teachers. But my Father in heaven, God himself, let you in on the secret who I really am. So, here's the thing I want to tell you once more. Peter was very impulsive. He struggled with fear. He was not the most strategic of Jesus' disciples. He was not even the most educated. He was not even always loyal. He he, 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 he cut people's ears. At one point, he wanted to rebuke Jesus. Like, he had a lot of issues. But in that moment... God decided that I am going to choose Peter to be the one through whom I'm going to plant my church. Because God makes his choice according to his own standards. We don't know them and we do not always understand them. But they are his choice. He decides who must lead and who must not. Moses was not the most eloquent, but God chose him. David was the least in his father's family, but God chose him. The woman at the well, divorced five times. Jesus still chose her. Hear my heart if my words are going to fail me right now. Pastor Ron, I'm not even the best leader in the church. Probably someone who's, be- who's better at leading. Someone who's better at strategy. Someone who's better at vision. There's probably someone who's sitting here who's like, nah, I'm better than that guy. I'm just a guy from Gurman who struggles with dyslexia. And there's a lot of issues. But you know what? God has called me to be the leader of this church. And that is it. That settles it. I am the leader of this church, Barcelona. And I'm comfortable with that. God is helping me. And he is helping me. I need his help so much. But the one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to shrink back and apologize of the fact that here at Muso Church, It was not a conference call. It was a one-on-one. And God said, you my brother. And if you are part of this church, and the Lord has led you to this church, there's two options you have. There's only two options you have. When he called you and spoke to you, he probably told you who the leader is. And you had to make a choice if you're going to come and submit under that leadership. But if you feel that, no. I can't submit to this leadership. Hey, he's not doing this and this and this and that. I understand that. You are probably right. But unfortunately, here, I'm not going anywhere. So. We know who's going to leave. And I say that with the most... It's not the most humble statement to say with your, with your mouth, but I say it with all the humility in my heart. Brazilian, God is helping me so much. God is helping me so, so much. And I hope that you will trust his, trust his help over my life. Can you do that? Yes, sir. Trust his help over my life. That, that he is helping me. Amen. 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 I, I almost said something. Let me see he just helps me he just helped me right now that was what i was about to say is not necessary at all listen to what first corinthians 1 verses 20 and Bazalan, can i just talk to you i want to let me speak to you god is going to elevate you above some of the people that are more experienced and they are more knowledgeable than you the worst thing you can do is get there and second guess yourself People are going to want to make you doubt what God is doing in your life. They are going to want to make you feel like they can do a better job. And sometimes, yes, it's true they can. But God decided that you must be in that position. Take your position. God has decided that you must be in that opportunity. Take that. They're gonna say, Ah, once more does not even sing that great. There are people that can sing better, and once you say it's fine. I, it's true, maybe they sing better than me, but God has chosen that I do this job right now in this city. I am here. I have my limitations. And can I tell you, God, godly vision has made provision for your limitations. He knew that you had limitation when he called you. He knew that you are limited wherever you are limited. But he says, I want this one. Get in there with confidence. God knows your CV left, right and center. There was nothing that was hidden from you. He knew your limitation and yet he came and said, I am choosing this one. I'm choosing this one. And, and and sometimes people are gonna say you are arrogant. It's not arrogance. It's true. Yes, because we 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 are, We are not living out what God has our assignment because we are worried of offending people. You're like, but that's Papa. Can I tell you? But Papa anyway? They will think. I I I I think I'm better. Hey, I don't think I'm better. I'm just getting help from the Holy Spirit. Hi this one, here, Hey, He's doing this, He's doing this. It's all over the place. God is helping me. God is helping me. Uchi, as opposed to talking too much, get busy with what God is calling you to do. E busy. E busy now. See busy. See busy. See insecure, but see busy. Saturday, I am busy. show, but if it's gonna work, but see, busy. I want not show if the door is gonna open, but see, busy. Now, we're busy. Now, we're busy. We're busy now. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I was born and I because I busy, born. I was born I wanna duty us I a duty fellow. I was we if fellow. I was a duty fellow. I was a duty fellow. I was we are busy with was a duty When you're doing a godly vision, it's a part of it. It is a part of it. You're gonna get it wrong. First Corinthians 1, 26 to 31. Take a good look, friends. I love this version. Says, take a good look, friends, at who you were when got you into this life. Don't you see? I Paul says. I don't see many of the brightest and the best among you. uh uh-uh. <laughs> Not many influential. Not many high social families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately choose, chose men and women that the culture overlooked, exploited and abused and he chose the nobodies to expose how hello pretentious are the somebodies. Hey, we are the, we are the nobodies, Barcelona. And we know very well that we are the nobodies. And we say, God, thank you for choosing a nobody like me. I, could, I would not have chosen myself. But thank you for that you do not look the same way as men look. He says that you are not the brightest and the smartest. Aye. He says, isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks, exploits, abuse. Chose the nobodies to expose the hollow pretension of the somebodys this that makes it quite clear that none of you can get by by blowing your own horn before god everything that we have right thinking right living a clean slate, a fresh start. It comes from God by the way of Jesus Christ. That's why we have this saying. I am not blowing my own horn. I am blowing a trumpet for God. You say, man, I know I had nothing, but I came here and I'm blowing a trumpet for God because if he did not show up for me, if he did not see me, if he did not choose me, I would not be standing here. So I'm not going to blow a horn for myself. I'm going to blow a horn for Jesus for choosing a sinner like me, a broken man like me, and nobody like me. I am so grateful that a nobody can be used by God. I am so grateful that this nobody is still gonna do great exploits. I am so grateful that this nobody is used by a mighty God. It's that He chose the nobodies. We are nobodies, Bazalan and we are not ambiguous about it. We know. We know. We know very well that uh, uh, if we were the decision makers, we wouldn't have chosen ourselves. It's clear to us. We are not confused. We know that it was not our merits that got us here. It was the grace of God. We know that if it was on the power of our CV, we would not have made it and Vazalani you see let me tell you when you are aware of that when people come and highlight your weaknesses you're like I know and I know and the one who hired me knows me I know the limitation the one who called me knows when I you just saw it now we have been working with those limitations we've been working chief see busy the yeah. baby now the the owner knows the owner of this church bazalan knows the challenges this man has and he knew when he started and he said yeah you come 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 me me yeah you come come lead this thing God's calling upon your life has taken into account your earthly limitations. God's calling upon your life has taken into account your earthly limitations. Go. We, me and my wife, were limited in so many ways. But oh man, we well thank God for helping us. And we'll continue to serve this church. as long as he has called us to do it. And I want you to look at us as an example that if you could use us, man, he can do something incredible through your life. He can do something incredible through your life. He can do something incredible through your life. He can do something amazing through your life. You have got to trust him. You have got to trust him. Trust him that's why I don't like the statement believe in yourself because that one hey, is dangerous it's tricky that one I'm like I believe in the one who saw everything about me yet called me now what makes the vision work okay before we go to what makes the vision work five minutes and then we're done I just want to show you the structure of this church quickly quickly so that you understand how we, how we run things here. Thank you. So, at the top there, we have Pastor Jacob and Mazotim Sipa. They are the people who hold us accountable ultimately. So we have people that can say to us, no, who can say, you are not going to do that. That's not where we're going. And, and sometimes we don't like it. But we have submitted ourselves under them. Because we understand that we are human we are limited sometimes we don't see the way things are happening so we have them and then it's me and my wife and then we have elders the elders in this church is Osbongi and Colin the Damans family and then it's Kutle Kutle and Zimasa people don't know you at least this ones they know please please come Kutle and Zimasa come 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 it was Kutle's birthday yesterday Thank you guys so much man thank you for walking this journey with us um i love these guys so much they are such a blessing to us uh now yeah break the tv and we'll explain to the elders what happened to <laughs> uh thank you so much for for saying yes and believing this vision with us and happy birthday for yesterday uh we're so we're so blessed to have you guys we love you so much so these are guys you know Bongian and colin so uh, it's fine um they are famous already. Let me just put this ones on the spotlight. Uh, so, so these are people and then the Magua family they are on a strategic uh, uh, thing that they are doing Uh they are not here. So these are people that, so Zimasa, the reason I call them, Zimasa came to me on last week. She said, what are we doing here? Because the church is two years ahead of where we thought we would be. So we're two years further. So as a as an eldership we need to now rethink how we've been operating until now and that's why we have people like them because they're able to come to us they say do you realize that the church is no longer where you thought it would be now you need this and this and this and this and that and i was like i was enjoying just the preaching but now the organizational part of it needs to come into play so these are the people that are really holding us accountable and if there, there ever is a time where you feel uncomfortable about something and you want to talk to someone and you feel like you can't come to me, I give you permission to talk to them. If you feel like Asian Foodness, I see for there's some stuff that is happening in the church that we don't understand and it's coming from you as our leader and you are, because you might not have the confidence to come to me. I'm giving you that permission. These are the people, them and the Damans and the Mago families. Thank you so much. Right. And then so they are the ones who hold us accountable financially. So our financial structure is like this. We have three signatories in our bank and uh, out of these three signatories, I'm the one who has the least rights. The only thing I do is I get an OTP and uh, the other one has uh, viewing and rights and the other one is the one who can log in and make transactions so i can't make transactions in our finance in, in our bank account so we have a financial team and it, re- it reports to well yeah reports to the elders and as to what is happening if we want to make a purchase of anything more than ten thousand 000 rinds, we need to run it past the elders and the elders just make sure we're just trying to make sure that we are we are prudent with the resources that god has trusted us with as a church and then we have a working team if i can ask the working team to quickly come to the front so that people can see uh the working team please come come quickly run 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 come come the working team come one see. so these are these are these are the these are the the leaders in the church if you need any clarity any point of understanding what is happening where we are at you want to know what is happening in the church these are the guys who you go to these are the guys who are helping run the church and when they speak they speak as i would speak so when they say to you hey uh we're doing this is because i have commissioned them to be able to do that so if you need any help any assistance or not any whatsoever these are the people that you can go to and they'll be able to help you please continue to pray for them please continue to support them and just continue to encourage them as you see them in the corridors thank you so much guys awesome now what role do you play in this church and then we're done and then we're done what accelerates a godly vision There's a role that I must play And there's a role that you must play Can you help us there at the back There's a role that I must play And there's a role that you must play So number one To accelerate this godly vision We need a leader Who has integrity I need to maintain my integrity I need to maintain A good moral standing Good discipline I have that responsibility Towards God and towards you Your part, I need commitment from you if we're going to accelerate the vision of this church. I need commitment, Bazalwani. The vision needs people who are committed, not people who are one foot in and one foot out. There is nothing as confusing as someone who is one foot in and one foot out. It's very, very confusing because I don't know if I can count on you or I can't. And especially because we have a lot of work, I need to know if you are here or you are not. It will help me so much. We need a leader who prays, and we need a people who pray. It can't just be the people who are praying. The leader must be prayerful. I need to work on my prayer life. We need a leader who prioritizes his personal devotion, and we need people who, priori- uh, who take responsibility for their spiritual growth. Your spiritual growth, Basilani, is ultimately in your hand you need to when you come here you need to come here prayed up read your word by yourself at home we need a leader who is a good financial steward we need a leader who is a good financial steward we need a people who contribute to the financial uh, uh, to the financial to the finances of the local church sorry for the spelling there we need people who contribute Basalan without your financial contribution i can be the greatest uh, financial steward it's not going to help it's not going to help. And we have shown over and over again that we are good stewards with your resources. We have policies, governance, and things in place. And but we need you to come to the party. We need you to come to the party. Without your contribution, it's not going to work. It's there's nothing that confuses me also. When someone says, This is my church, a leader who's spirit led. Because I I get offended and hurt all the time. I need to be led by the Spirit. Otherwise, I'm going to come here and bleed on you. I need to be led by the Spirit of God and not my emotions. Because emotions want to do this and that. Emotions are are all over the place. I need to be led by the Spirit of God. But I need the people who are submitted to the leadership. You need to trust that I am led by the Holy Spirit. The people that can say, we can submit to that leadership. And, and, and I, can, I can tell it when someone is not, is not submitted. But most importantly, I can tell when someone is submitted. And you're Bazalwan. It is so helpful. It is so helpful when you can tell that, you know what? This person is here. They are here to build with us. They are here. There's no ambiguity. That is so helpful. It, is so, it gives us so much confidence. It gives us so much confidence. A leader who is not scared to make decisions... And a people who trust the leader. A leader who is confident. And a people who are consistent. A leader who is visionary. And a people that are reliable. And a people that are reliable. What is our vision? Our vision is that we will spread and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that others. We're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for the sake of others. The reason Musa Church exists is so that others may find freedom in Jesus Christ and flourish in their lives. Everything that we do, we we do to help people to know who they are in Jesus Christ and to live out the calling that he has called them, that he has placed upon their lives. So in everything that we're going to do, everything that you're going to experience here, we're trying to achieve two things. We're trying to make sure that as many people as possible in the world would know who they are in Jesus Christ. And they will live lives that are full. They will live lives that are expansive. They will live lives that changes the world. That is what we exist to do. And the call is, would you come and call labor with us? Would you stand up and say, we are here. Would you stand up and say, I am here. We have made a commitment, me and my wife. Say, we're going to serve this vision for as long as God has called us to serve it. And this morning, the call is for you to step up and let us build together and change people's lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that this message has been a blessing to you. Why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Goodbye and God bless.